Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. How about we can just watch basketball? How about we can just watch basketball? Good morning and welcome to the NBA Daily Team here on the Athletic NBA Show. I'm Jared Weiss. I'm joined by Mo Tequila as I am every Friday morning. Mo, uh, did anything happen on Thursday for us to talk about? Nothing. Absolutely zero news. All right. Well, that does it for the Daily Ding. Yeah. Good night, guys, <laughs> or good morning, or whatever time you're listening to this. All right, so we you've heard about all the trades and all the other pods. We're just going to talk about the games. We'll weave in some trade stuff in there, obviously. We had some guys making debuts, but we're going to start in Washington, where the Brooklyn Nets have lost 10 straight. They lose to the Wizards, 113 to 112. Huge second half for Washington. Yeah, I mean, it was a monster second half. Remember, no Bradley Beal, he's out for the season with the wrist surgery. They trade Montrez Harrell, so he's gone. They traded Spencer Dinwiddie, Davis Bertans. They're just out of guys, right? And they came out swinging with everything that they have, especially in the second half. And I'm going to use one of my favorite terms there. It was just such a gutty effort, Jared. It was gutty. I mean, you had, they played a, what, nine-man rotation, and only two of those guys didn't have double digits. It was well spread out. Uh, Kyle Neto had 21 points, seven for nine shooting. Kyle Kuzma with the triple-double and six turnovers. He's going for the quadruple-double on that one. But, uh, I mean, the Wizards, it was, you know, Thomas Bryant had a nice game. He was six for nine. It's good to see him back in action. The Wizards look like a balanced team that if only they could have some top-end talent, maybe they would actually win consistently. What if well, maybe the top-end talent would drag them down, Jared? Have you thought about that? I haven't at all. Yeah, okay, because it's a dumb idea. They need top-end talent. That's kind of the the end-of-game end stuff there that they're going to need. In general, this is one of those things where, like, the trade deadline games, the day of the trade deadline are always kind of weird because you're down guys. You know, if you made a trade, kind of like the Wizards were in this instance, and that's not really much of an excuse because so was Brooklyn. We'll get to that in just a second. But the thing is, you know, it just encourages other guys to step up. I thought they got Great minutes from Ruri Hachimura. It's not like massive amount of points, just 12 points, but plus 11 in the 22 minutes he played. I thought they got solid defense from him across the board. It's one of those things where you look around going like, this is a good performance, but you look at Corey Kispert going like, man, you went two for 13. Everybody else got double digits. You're making us look bad, man. Couldn't make a couple of shots, bud. Come on, man. Yeah, he went two for 13. Cassius Winston, the only other guy didn't have 10 points. He went two for three. Yeah, at least that's a little bit more reasonable. But he only played 10 minutes. So if he had gotten 10 points in 10 minutes, that had been an unbelievable points per possession situation there, Jared. I mean, we're just here to make the box score sound prettier. But the Nets, let's talk about them. They've lost 10 in a row. They have fallen all the way down into the play-in. I think they're going to be okay because the trade was pretty damn good. They get Ben Simmons. They get Seth Curry. Uh, they get Andre Drummond or whatever. Um, but they need to obviously give this team more balance because it was Kyrie Irving who was 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 really good in this game, really like some of the stuff he did in crunch time. Cam Thomas has some big shots, but like end of game, 
They run a play to get Kyrie the ball, and the Wizards have a delayed triple team, which worked perfectly. They still get Cam Thomas a, a shot. I mean, I, I, I heard uh, on the broadcast, I'm saying, like, he got a clean look. It was a clean look, but he's also running the opposite direction, turning and catching from 28 feet out. But credit to him for at least hustling for the look. If that's what they kind of consider a clean look, I think that's a problem, right? Like, that's like, yeah, exactly. yeah he shot it from half court, but it was a clean look. So it was fine. <laughs> hey, what are we talking about here? No. The one thing that surprised me about that possession, not the triple team, but the Nets still had a timeout. Like it almost would have been a good time to use that last timeout right then and there to get the opportunity to try to set something else up. But you also know, again, Washington probably would have triple teamed Kyrie again because nobody else there on the court. The one thing I thought that was a bit problematic for the the Nets was the ball tended to stick a lot. And that was kind of the difference between the Wizards and the Nets tonight. Only 19 assists for the, the Nets, 29 for the Wizards, right? Like the ball was flying around the court again. Kuzma has a triple double, so that accounts for a lot of it. But I think that's sort of the sticking point, I would say. Now, things are going to change, hopefully, in Brooklyn once they get the trade. I think, you know, you even yada yad Andre Drummond. I think he's actually even going to help the squad there a bit. So how optimistic are you about their turnaround with the new the new roster they put together? You know what? I think when they're together, it will look good. It'll take a little bit of time, but it's also going to take some time to get Ben Simmons back on the court. I don't think he's just going to be playing you know, their next game. I think that's something that's going to be at least a week or two away. And then you still got to wait for KD, who said today's like three, three weeks away from uh, coming back from uh, the injury. Yeah, I love during the All-Star draft, which I would tell you about it, but who cares? Ernie Johnson asked KD, can you give us an update on your foot? And he said, no. Well, it would be his knee, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, well, that's why he <laughs> said no, because I got the wrong injury. There's too many to keep track of right now. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep. You heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next, you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Let's talk about something else. How about CJ McCollum making his debut for the New Orleans Pelicans in a 112-97 thrashing by the Miami Heat? Miami Heat, they had pretty much everybody, and they were pretty much really good. But I want to hear about CJ McCollum. He goes 6-for-21, but, yeah, I mean, sure, he's going to have down shooting nights. He plays for the Pelicans. That's kind of how it's kind of what they do. Uh, but what do you think of his fit there? Are you excited to see him actually try to turn this team around this year? These are the type of games that should terrify New Orleans Pelican fans. <laughs> like, I'm not kidding. Like, there are nights when CJ is electric and cannot miss. But there are also nights like this. 2 of 10 from 3, 6 of 21 from the field. 
even though the score shows how big of a blowout it was, it didn't even feel like that much of a blowout at one point because it just felt like, yo, New Orleans is just missing open looks. The Heat were just sort of dodging bullets with some of the open threes they were missing. And, you know, it's along those lines, this is something that the Pelicans, who I think are surprisingly, even without Zion, still in the mix for the playing tournament, I think, you know, you just got to get that extra oomph and that extra little firepower there. And tonight was just a miss. And and that's something they got to be careful for. You know, CJ goes two for 10. The team as a whole, 11 of 41 for three, that's not going to get it done for them. I'm excited to see what he can do where he's getting into the paint. They're not one of those kind of teams. And I'm excited. You know, they already shoot. They already have shooting issues, but at least he can get in there and create some open looks. And this team, maybe if you just create more open looks, they'll actually hit some more of them. Although I cover a team that does not really do that very well in Boston. So, you know, maybe that's not the recipe. Creating open looks that lead to misses are not necessarily. Uh... <laughs> at least you're at least you're trying to increase your margins there. So I'm, I'm excited to see what McCollum does. I'm just excited to see New Orleans potentially being an interesting team to watch. I'm excited for them, but I also keep an eye on Miami. I like Miami a lot. I think they're better. In Dallas, pretty good performance. Luka Doncic, 51 points, 17 for 26 shooting, 10 for 14 from the line, 9 boards, 6 dimes, 7 turnovers. The Mavs beat the Clippers 112 to 105. This is the day that they swap Kristaps Porzingis for Spencer Dinwiddie and Davis Bertans. It doesn't seem like Luka really cares who his teammates are right now, though. <laughs> not the way he played doesn't tonight. Matter. It does matter, but not the way he played tonight. He came out there smoking. 28 first quarter points, Jared. Like, that was impressive, you know, just on that end. And he just kept the pressure on him all night. Nine rebounds, six assists as well to go with everything. The seven turnovers, definitely a problem. But this is Luka kind of looking great, really, the last couple of weeks. I don't know how you feel, but it's watching him play. I'm like, man, he definitely looks like he's back in shape. And it's a positive thing for the Mavs because he's looking lighter, moving quicker, and, and and a little bit more explosive. It was a it was a good, impressive performance from him just on the offensive end, blowing off the Clippers. Yeah, he was tied with the Clippers 28-all by the end of the first quarter. I mean, that's just that's exceptional. What did you think of just the, the move to move on from Porzingis, bringing in Dinwiddie, who I maybe can work next to Luka, kind of hard to tell. Bertans, you would imagine, would be a good pairing next to him if he actually has his game together. Given Dorian Finney-Smith an extension, the Mavericks, I mean, they at least have more creation, but they don't. They still don't feel like a team that has enough tools around uh, Luka to kind of make that climb out of the West. Yeah, I think this was part of, I think this was sort of breaking up the Porzingis contract. The idea of easier to move two guys with mid-sized contracts down the road than always trying to find a trade for Porzingis and hoping, hey, he's healthy enough for us to trade. You know, I think this was the closest they could get to selling high. It wasn't, you were never moving Porzingis and getting something back where you're like, damn, the Mavs are so much better now. I think it was more, you're going to have to eat it here a little bit. And, you know, Spencer Dinwiddie, I think, would be coming off the bench for them. I think that's chance to be pretty solid move there for them a little bit of a six man especially like when Luca goes to the bench I love the contract they gave to Dorian Finney-Smith that's a nice little deal for the uh, Mavs right there because I think you know solid three and D guy for them that's a guy you got to hold on to because that's you need as many of those guys as possible when you get into the playoffs so I like the deal they probably got a little bit worse as a team but I think it helped them a little more in the future 
yeah, Vinny Smith's been having a really good year. He's one of the most important players, so good to get him locked up for what's a relatively below-market deal there. One more game we have to get to over in the West. It's a rematch. A rematch. Remix. It's it's a remix and a rematch of the finals. I guess it's a remix because the Suns killed the Bucks. They went 131 to 107 at home. The Bucks were in the lead for most of this first half. And then the second half, Phoenix completely ran away with it. Chris Paul had 19 dimes. Yeah, and this is with the Suns shooting like crap from three. Like, this is the thing. Like, he probably could have had about 24 dimes if a couple of guys could make a few more shots. I think that was kind of their issue. The funny thing was, Jared, the first half was a lot closer. 18 lead changes in the first half alone. And that was it. No lead changes in the second half. The Suns come in in the third quarter and just wiped the Bucks off the floor with them, or wiped them off the map. 21 to 33 in the third quarter. I thought, again, just CP kind of continuing to sort of control everything, throwing up the lob to DeAndre Ayton for that big poster on, on Giannis, kind of payback for Giannis getting that block in, in game four. It was a very, very impressive performance. And you just kind of, Watch this, and I just go, like, every time I watch the Suns, I'm like, nobody's talking about them, but this team's probably going to win the championship. Is nobody talking about them? I feel like we talk about them every single time I do the show with you, but... Well, that's because they happen to be playing that night. That, but, that is very true. But, but, like, just in the ether, let's put it to you this way, right? No Suns starting in the, All-Star turn, in the All-Star game. Nobody ever talks about either Devin Booker or Chris Paul for the MVP. Like, I mean, this is one of those teams that just, they seem to fly a little bit under the radar despite having the best record in the West and just crushing everybody. That is a good point because on the, on the broadcast, they were talking about Chris Paul being an MVP candidate. And I was thinking, is that a thing? Like, I haven't heard his name come up at all in any of these conversations. Yeah, so, I mean, maybe that was the first one. That's the call for everybody to start going, <laughs> hey, time to start talking about CP as the MVP. Dude had 19 assists, and the team shot like crap from three still. All right, we got to get out of here. Uh, we we got to at least quickly mention. I think we're both going to mention the same thing. But did you catch the end of the Knicks-Warriors game? Dude, what on earth? First off, shout out to the Knicks. Season from hell. Find a way to kind of pull this one out. But how do you give Clay Thompson a wide-open look from the elbow? Was that Fournier that he just completely spun around at the end there? Like Fournier went for the pump fake, went flying out of the way, and then he just spun right into the just a gimme, gimme situation. And just out of pure luck, pure luck, Clay Thompson misses this shot and he would have forced overtime. But hey, Nick's able to hold on for a win right there. Yeah, I think Clay knew that we wanted to go to bed. So shout out Clay Thompson for allowing us to not have to wait another 20 minutes to record the show. Shout out producer Ryan Smith for making it sound like it was put together decently. And shout out to my boy Mo here for answering all the questions. We're going to see you next week. There's going to be plenty more debuts to talk about. So we'll see you Monday on the Daily Ding. Mo, take us out of here. Ding, ding.